0: you're listening to the a scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk so sid talk why did you da- get a screwdriver and take the back off your chair today?
1: Uh, because I have a round butt and it gets in my way. I don't know if skinny people understand.
0: I don't understand it because the back of your chair is just the back of your chair.
1: I never rest on my chair. I never do. At work, I, I sit up straight. I have fairly good posture. I always want to sit up straight. But I have big hips and a big fat butt. I mean, I have a little extra fat big on my butt. Big fat butt, butt. And again, <laughs> not that. Well, I know you like the big fat butt. But um, what I'm saying is... When I sit down in this particular chair, it's just in my way. I'm not talking like I have a butt that's about seven feet long. I'm just
0: saying. I don't That would be amusing. seven long I don't use it. Amusing, don't use it and when
1: I lean and it's there on, in my way. Plus, I can't spin my chair around, which I like to do sometimes, and sit. Because it's kind of curved, the the seat. So sometimes I like to spin it around. Um, I don't know. How does this affect you exactly?
0: Uh, I I... <laughs> Not every week. This is
1: not a discussion from before the show. This is just happenings from before the not show. Not every
0: week before the uh, podcast, but you do either what I see, what I what I observe in or hear is a chair goes out and a different chair comes in, or a chair gets fiddled with for a while, and you you say, oh, "I hate this chair a lot." Yeah, but I do. What never happens is you never get another chair. <laughs>
1: That's because I have multiple (laughs) chairs already, and I feel like I've accepted defeat that I'm not going to find a chair that makes me feel happy. Now, I do like benches, like you said, but I also like this because it spins and it's got wheels. Right now, I'm perfectly comfortable. I got nothing in my way. I'm living free, sitting on this stumpy chair. Well, you have to remind them that, well, tell them that the first day I bought this at the store, I took the
0: arms off. Yes, you did.
1: (laughs) I like to be free. I like to be able to twist and turn. Then you should
0: just sit on the floor.
1: I can't not long enough to reach everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, anyway, it is Saturday, April the 26th.
1: So that was riveting to everyone.
0: Riveting. You unriveted the uh, the chair. Uh, this is after the show, number 324. And after the show is... What is it, Sid Doc?
1: This is the show where you and I talk about a movie after we watch a movie.
0: But it's far more interesting than what (laughs) you make it sound.
1: (laughs) I think it's, the interest is there, it doesn't matter how I say it. Um, And you're married to me.
0: True. Or you're married to me.
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, we didn't do that part. See, you gotta do it both ways. Ooh, nobody ever thought of that.
0: True.
1: How about if I just marry you, but you're not married to me? Somebody needs to invent that. I think some people already go by that philosophy. Though.
0: <laughs> All right, so the movie we're looking at this week is Old Boy, the 2013 version of Old Boy, not the original one, but we will probably make mention of that movie. Um, it was released on Blu-ray on the 4th of March, so you can get this one now. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Sony. And Sid Talk, give us a synopsis of Old Boy.
1: Oh, there's this really assholey guy. This is the whole story for whatever whatever version you watch. He's a real asshole. Obnoxious. Nobody likes him. Um, He has a young family. You know, young daughter and a wife. He's a real jerk. And then all of a sudden, he's in a room. Like, just locked in a room that appears to be a hotel. Like a cheap hotel room. And uh, there he stays. As we see time pass the way it's constructed for 20 years. Then,
0: the rest of the movie happens. True.
1: <laughs> it is a story of several different things.
0: It's a revenge tale
1: mm-hmm.
0: at its heart. Uh, it's also kind of sick and twisted and... Kind of? Uh, yeah. Well, I uh, want
1: you to explain to me what you think is more sick and twisted. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I know, I'm just saying though. I want to define from, from my own peace of mind...
0: And, and it's when, also
1: and when people see this movie and then wonder why you could say it's kind of sick and twisted.
0: Maybe. And it's also a remake of a Korean movie, which was a remake, which was a, a film telling of a Japanese anime manga comic.
1: Right, but it was only 2003. It's not like it's an old
0: old. No, old it's not. Movie or anything. It's not old, but it's. Uh,
1: but we have seen the original. That was several. We In fact, saw, the, we origin- saw it the probably close to when it came out.
0: Park Chan Wook who also did Stoker which we saw recently it's it's by him and he he it's actually a part of a trilogy that he made called the Vengeance Trilogy and it's the second mm-hmm. movie in the Vengeance Trilogy um so we've seen the original Korean version Oh Stoker Stoker was the one we saw recently which which was his first American movie with the girl the in mansion, the house and the Nicole mansion Kidman Nicole okay King. um so Old Boy, this is Spike Lee's remake of Old Boy. Remake, reimagining maybe a little bit. It's not exactly the same, but... It's
1: pretty darn close.
0: So let me say what I think of this version of Old Boy. I did not like it. Oh, Not Um, at all. No, there are parts I like, but... And I, I was trying to distance myself from the original one and think... It's a
1: powerful of, movie. It's hard to do.
0: Yeah, but I was trying to think. Well, put that one to one side. How is this one? How is this remake of it? And I found this remake of it to be like a dumbed down version of the original. Isn't
1: it a more fair say? More fair to say, it's just retelling this story. It's not really a remake of that well, movie. It, yeah, retelling in, in
0: fact, the story's slightly different.
1: We haven't seen the graphic novel, so we don't no. know which is truer to the original story. But this
0: story's slightly different anyway. It, it's got some different
1: Only from the movie. But, but I find this know.
0: American version of this um doesn't tell as well. I I I don't I don't it didn't have as much mystery to it. Like that's partially one of the reasons I like the Korean one is it's in a society kind of that I'm not familiar with and there's things that happen in it that in a language you don't speak, right? But obviously, we knew what they were saying. But what what I'm saying is, it it, it felt more peculiar and mysterious, whereas this one didn't as much. But would it have if you were? Creative? Yeah, that, and that's the thing I kept thinking. Like, it, 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 it. the other thing I, I dislike about this version of *Oldboy*, oh you know, this movie, let's say, without comparing it, is I found it to like be full of stereotypes. And I know Spike Lee hates stereotypes and racial stuff and that, but there was a lot of that, and I didn't like it. Like there was the woman, like five dollar, five dollar, and oh, there was yes. like there was like the the people who Josh Brolin fights, who are like these like Jackie Chan stooge yeah. dudes who like you know it, it all seemed a bit. I don't know if that was a cartoony point. Cartoony
1: sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah, very cartoony. Even Shalto Copley, the bad guy, he, mm-hmm. he even he it was very.
1: He's like a he's like what you would an amalgamation of the sort of like a comic book character, literally British billionaire who's fucked up.
0: Yeah, like a Batman buddy or something. It it was very like, Like, hmm, yeah, a guy rubbing his mustache. A bit silly, I thought. Yes, obviously, Samuel L. Jackson's character. I despised it. It was silly and and not menacing at all. There was a lot of moments that should have been super menacing in this movie that, because of the comic kind of thing that he put onto it it made me just kind of go, huh, that's a bit silly. The
1: thing you could have done, could have done, like I know, like I could make a movie, but I'm saying, you know how Seven is dark. Yeah, and you, feel, you know what's going- You feel like you've stepped into a, a what you thought was sort of a shallow little mud puddle, and you're going to be able to get right out of it. And then as that movie unravels, you feel your shoes starting to suck in, and then when you get to the thing, you're just... It's it's so it's dark and you feel the music is dark and the color is dark. This one, like I said, when we were watching the extras, and I had that kind of that really gritty kind of music, as like uh, Nine Inch uh, Nail music
0: steppy industrially right. type. If it
1: added that in, I mean, I'm I don't I, w- I don't want to undo the way it is, but I had the exact same thing. I didn't feel it was, and I don't know that I felt it in the Korean one either. Now
0: the Korean one actually, the music in the Korean one was a lot of uh, operatic and classical yes. music that, so that made it feel creepish. It made like, yeah the yeah. creepy
1: factor wasn't here no as, and we even know what's going on and the, you know I mean this is the thing we're not gonna I'm not gonna spoil any of it no and I, I
0: don't I don't think this is bad a bad movie because oh no because the thing is this story is a good story and it actually works as the story again I was thinking at the end see I knew there's, there's a thing that yeah, if you know it, it alters your perception of the movie um and i knew that thing and it still worked even though i knew yep. like it like the thing worked so i think it's a good story I it's just,
1: compelling
0: and you know i have a dislike for spike lee i, I always kind of have like but, a bias and i tried to
1: but this time he didn't show his his i think hand. he did
0: a, maybe one little bit where on that television
1: mm.
0: when he was when it was showing you time going by on the television I think he touched on black history more than anything in that.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Uh, there was a television scene. Yeah, I know
1: what the television is. He touched
0: on, if you looked at it, there was mostly black people on the on the television screen. And he obviously touched on Obama being sworn in.
1: Yeah, but he also did Bush and Clinton He did in a very 9-11. small clip of Bush. And a very small Clinton of But Obama. there was a lot of,
0: and it, I think that was intentional, but... Yeah, uh, that, see, I
1: think you're reading more into it than there was. Because I didn't see. I, didn't, I mean, I saw every single thing you did. There's a lot of
0: black faces, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that that video there was like, oh, it is the Spike Lee bit. And I was like, oh, it yeah, is. But how Sp-
1: about if that's just his experience, and that's how he remembers I think the it last is, and that's, that's
0: the things that he likes to insert into his films. I'm not saying that is why this film is bad, anyway. For me. Right. Um, and this film isn't bad. It's fairly well made. I, I feel like. Minus a few stunts. Yeah, Well, I'm saying it's fairly well made, um, but my problems with it is, um, I found in the middle act of the film, if you split it into three bits, it felt like just a normal American thriller kind of uh, mystery thing. It just, it lost its edge of like graphic novelish that it tried to keep at the beginning and the end. It kind of lost that in the middle, it was just like a, it just felt normal in the middle. You know, there was no shockingness to it, which the original always had this shocking edge to it. There was a scene with an octopus in the original one that they just touched on in this movie and didn't actually play it out, which I thought, oh, that was like a really shocking thing. I, that's a good scene. You should have done that scene. The fight sequence, which is what original O-Boy is very famous for. It's a one-take fight sequence and it's got this awesome camera movement where it goes in and out like a video game almost. And it's all along, and they did it in this one. Tried to replicate it, and they absolutely failed, in my opinion. I didn't think it was even interesting. It was like, oh, wow, you didn't do it anywhere near as good. Why even do it? Like it? I we know you have to. Do do, I know yeah. you have to do it for the sake of the. But why not do something completely different that looks even cooler? Like, don't restrict this to this
1: this what fight scene had to be a fight scene yeah it had
0: to be a fight scene but it didn't have to be he did
1: want to do it different remember he wanted a spiral staircase he did and he couldn't so he
0: didn't have any money he said which well
1: i know he didn't have the budget for that specifically
0: right so that might have been tons better as it stands it was very uninteresting and it looked like
1: a see i don't think it was because of the set or anything it was because of the stunt people it was horror it was like
0: it looked like a jackie chan movie when you watch a, like an actual Jackie Chan movie, one of his Chinese movies, um, everybody who's going to get their ass kicked by him. They've got this larger than life. They're waving sticks around. They're kind of like they're comical. They're, yeah. And then he kicks their ass. Like
1: Keystone Cops. And it
0: looks like these guys were those guys who do those movies. And they just were bringing it into this movie.
1: Yeah. Because if there's eight dudes going to fight one dude, they don't stand back.
0: And wave things around. Yeah. And I
1: know that's an argument people make a lot about movies with, you know, gangs beating up a dude. But... And I know it has to work that way for this. Otherwise, you can't get your mind around the fact that one dude can, you know, plow his way through them all. But it was that behavior and that sort of, like, amateur... First day on the job as a stunt man. I know they're not because no, they're all they're... really professional. They choreograph everything. Really, it's too. It's that's the thing, though.
0: It looked like a dance rather than some yeah, fighting.
1: like I was saying about Jatham's, Jason Statham's fight last week. Fights that seemed like it a feels real fight choreographed because you know nobody's getting hurt. But there's this there's a there's a weight to it. This is like if you would put um, Benny Hill music to it, it would have been like, oh yeah, <laughs> I might
0: improve it actually. That uh, scene, it
1: wouldn't improve it because it'd just be taking the piss
0: I might do that on YouTube i put Benny Ilme into that no. um, but the original fight scene that fight scene is what the original is really famous for and I watched it earlier today the that fight scene and it is grisly really grisly like it like he's mm-hmm. fighting with a hammer Um, it's super grisly and the camera movement is amazing it's like something you've never seen before even now watch it now and old boys you know 15 yeah. years um, even now, it looks. No, it's 11 years. It looks like, wow, this guy's doing stuff with the camera I'm not used to. It. It's different. It's really. Plus,
1: fun. he has 20 years of rage in him.
0: It's really refreshing to look at. It just looks like nothing you've seen before. It looks like a comic book page, like, coming to life. This one just looked like. One of the problems was every time, like, Josh... I'm not saying he did a bad job because he did alright. Josh Brolin did a great but job. There was a lot of like, oh look, he's hitting them with a rubber hammer or he's oh look at that rubber bat. Like it looked phony fighting. It just really looked phony. And in the original it looks like he's really killing people. Like he's literally mowing people down with a hammer. This one didn't. Um but the special effects in this movie, like the C G and stuff, people's heads are getting blown yeah. off, for instance, they look really good. Sometimes. There Not was, every time.
1: There's there, a couple times where were, it was a little like a little They shaking. were pretty
0: Gross though Like It's gross
1: it... But that doesn't make it good
0: Um And this scene with You know The gore and stuff Was pretty well done I thought But then It just has this I had this kind of Low quality to it In a way Like all over it Like like he was trying A bit too hard To be cool at some points And I was like Wow you don't really need That big space there With that They
1: overthink a lot of things I think Spike Lee And Josh Brolin I think they just do That's the way they approach Every job Every story they overthink it now when you really think about it they want to overthink how you would behave after being tw- like in one room for 20 years and never having anything any, it's not like being in prison for 20 years because this guy had nothing like no contact with anybody ever just that's it in a room for 20 years and they overthink it to where he has to try to decide how would he behave but they make it like like a character would act not like a person would act you know the grunting and the groaning and the mm-hmm, 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 like when he gets out like he's he's not a caged animal he doesn't p- portray it that way throughout and i think they just overthink a lot of the stuff that made it seem i don't it was really disjointed to me like in when he goes in he's a jerk and then he's in there and you don't really see a transformation he goes he through a, he it. goes through a couple of things doesn't yeah, he yeah he says it you know that i have done. You know he's writing the thing, but then we don't even see a different kind of person come out the other end.
0: No, because he literally comes out and beats some dudes up. Like it's it's a. Well, um, I
1: understand the frustration, but I mean, as far as like if the whole thing was to get him to, you know, have this big realization.
0: One of my, see, and this was one of the things. You know, when you're watching a movie and you're going, "Wow, that's really cool," and then they don't go anywhere with it with a, with certain ideas. And then you're like, "Oh, why didn't they do that?" That was. Uh, I'm thinking about those things now. Still, one of the things was when um, he gets out, and he's got some stuff in his pocket, and one of them's an iPhone. And I was thinking, you're a man who got in prison 20 years ago, and you've not seen the outside world really. Just from, in fact, you haven't because like the huh. stuff he's been, the stuff that he'd been being shown was all like he was. It was fed to him like it was it kind manufactured. Of yeah. So. Um, an iPhone would be like, it's this mind-blowing, like, I'm, I'm in the future. I'm literally in the future. Like, I, like, where are the flying cars? That's how I would feel coming out of there. He did.
1: It, a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, it was too small for me. It was, and I think I, I actually feel like I had that feeling in the original Old Boy, too, that they could have expanded on something. But you have to
1: like, remember, what is the point of the story? It isn't man comes back to society after 20 years. It is man getting revenge. So to, to, to veer off into those other things, then I think you would say, this guy was like hellbent on revenge. Why would he spend two days, uh, or two, a third of the movie, dicking around with iPhones and flat TVs? Like, that just seems stupid. So I, you know They
0: do take some of the ideas from the original, and then they, they change the scenes up slightly. So it, it, it did feel like I was watching something I'd seen before, but then there were some changes to it. Similar to how we watched Dustal Dawn, I guess, on the TV. Like, but that's way more expanded. This expanded a little bit, but then unexpanded, if that's the right word, as well. Well, Can't you just see
1: it as its own thing? Like you said you were trying to? No, I think it's
0: very difficult with a remake if you've seen the original.
1: I don't see it as a remake, though.
0: Oh, it totally is a remake. It's a remake. It's a
1: telling of the same story, yeah. But I don't know if it's a remake of the movie or a telling of the original story. No,
0: I feel like it's a remake. Yeah, but have
1: you read the original book?
0: Well, it's just a comic.
1: That's what I'm saying. How do we know this isn't more true to that? And um, he's not remaking it from the movie. He's just... He read the book, he saw the movie, and he wants to tell a story. Visually, you can't get away from a lot of things. If you're locked in a room, and you're telling that story visually... Well, I
0: thought that part was well done. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the other parts weren't... It as didn't feel as that.
1: desperate to me, though, as the original it, one. Well, and I, I, I yeah, think it, The actor guy. I think
0: knowing... Because you already know this time, if you've seen the original, why, why, and why? I so meant his
1: behavior isn't as desperate as, as you're watching it. He's they don't portray him ever being I mean, other than the
0: one little. But then you know. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hardcore. I guess it's being, like it's like a original. writer
1: and an actor coming together to decide how this fictional character would cope in a fictional world, and not how a person a real human being would cope with it.
0: So overall it was really uneven for me and the only thing I took out of it at the end was It's quite a, that's quite a good story. I like that revenge story. It's horrible. Yeah, it's not it's <laughs> actually not a complicated story. I mean it's horrible. It felt more complicated in the Korean one because of some cultural differences and things where you're kinda of like, why why are they saying that and what what's going on there? I and mean, there was
1: more invested in the re in, in him tracking down yeah the, there was the why
0: it was deeper definitely Yeah, longer and there was more denseness to it whereas this one felt like it was getting to the point all the time um but the story is definitely a good story to tell i think it would shock the crap out of a lot of people who didn't know yep. what they'd come in there for at all like it's
1: because i i felt it even and i yeah. knew and i felt it like there's i was like be, there's i gotta was gotta recoiling who, in my seat like oh
0: gosh. there's got to be people who red box that movie <laughs> yeah. and then watch it and then it affects them for life like it's like what well do they... I don't know about that uh, you know more sensitive people that is going to I think that's a little okay because you don't see what is in this movie in many movies that is for sure no and I did a little bit of research in Korean and Japanese movies what you... the shocking thing is very common yeah. in their movies So it's not so it's not as shocking for them even though it's a shocking thing for us, we're not really. It's hundred percent taboo. Yeah, hundred percent. So, <laughs> so it, it so as a shocking thing, it works. But I just don't think the movie was as good as it could have been. And you know, with somebody Spike Lee at the helm, I. But would But what think do you mean?
1: It, what do you mean specifically? Because to me, to make it better would just make it like more gutsy and yeah, I would have made dark. it
0: darker and dimmer and less comic. Make quickly. him
1: less. Accepting of his circumstances.
0: I'd have made all the it more gruesome. I'd have made it. Um,
1: I don't think gruesome would make it better.
0: Like the original is gruesome and it actually sticks with you because it's kind of like rancid all the time and filthy. It feels filthy. This one, it doesn't, like I said, the middle part of the movie kind of got a bit just mainstreamish, where it's quite an extreme movie. And then the ending was hollywood-ish to me like the way it was portrayed like you know big set and yeah uh you know over the top bad guy and then the beginning part worked i liked the beginning part i really liked it but overall it felt disjointed and there's just some like niggling things we're getting into the actors in a minute but some of the actors i don't i didn't like it so going into the actors Josh brolin plays joe doucet doucet he's like the uh, main guy same name as the main guy um, I liked him I do think he overacts a bit Sometimes uh, And that kind of That's what I'm talking about The overthinking Yeah You know I think he just overdoes it Like he, he, he I, I know he's trying to Get into the head of this thing But sometimes I'm like uh, it's a bit, bit, That reaction seems a bit
1: not that you know what it would be like. No, <laughs> to deal with anything. But the bit that where he's
0: bit where he's in the room for twenty years. There's there's bits and pieces of that where I was like, oh, really? That's you what I'm just saying. Need to rein that in. A bit, they take you know? a
1: writerly approach to it, right? You know, instead of like grounded in. You know, you take the writerly approach, and then you go, okay, we have to knock twenty percent off of that because that's, that's a fictional reaction. It's like I think I would probably go stir crazy like personally then you add 20% of that for some fictional kind of wildness then you cut that off again to get back to reality and I think they just didn't they didn't have that so much
0: and then Elizabeth Olsen plays Marie Sebastian I'm becoming a big fan of her she's I think mm-hmm. we've seen her in a few films we saw her in um, Marcy, Ma- May Marcy May, May. M- Marlene and we saw her in <laughs> uh, Silent Martha
1: ha- Marcy May Marlene and
0: Silent House which was that one take horror movie which was pretty cool and in here she's also does, creepy she does a fantastic job in this movie mm-hmm. she was actually one of my favorite things about the movie because i buy her like she really plays the part well like it's yep she's um, and the she,
1: best thing in the movie
0: yeah i would i would agree except actually. for Chinatown. those looked really cool <laughs> i will say um shalto copley plays um adrian um who you love very much. I really love him, and he was doing a British accent in this one. And you know, he's got everybody knows by now that he's South African, and he Not has. everybody. A, he well, they've heard him speak in his native um, accent, and a British accent kind of fits him because his accent's kind of unique. South anyway. African. Yeah, but he really <laughs> does a, a posh British accent. Actually, pretty good. But I don't like the way, and it's nothing to do with him. It's just the way they made his character. I don't know if he made the character or Spike Lee did or whatever, but it was just too much. It was. It was
1: definitely what you would see. It's not creepy and imagine, it's imagine silly like in a graphic novel turned into an animated version of a graphic novel. Yeah. For heightened, Ugh, you know, yeah, like creep. The, the the way he held his pinky all the time and that sort of like almost
0: aristocrat kind of.
1: But it was almost into the um, oh, what's the name of the. Spy movies that are the funny
0: ones. Austin Powers.
1: Yes, like that kind of... The bad guy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that.
1: Ooh, you know, and I just... I wanted him to... There were a few scenes where he was tamed down a little bit, but...
0: And, you know, he it's good, but... I like him, but I don't like that portrayal of him. And I don't know if that's his was his idea or that's how they told him to be. I don't know. Well, but,
1: I think part of it mostly would be the person, but...
0: Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and... I like Samuel L. Jackson generally, and I hated his character. Hate, like, hated it. I just want—was
1: that even a? It was even necessary
0: in the original. It's a...
1: yeah, but I mean, in fact, that I mean, they changed the nec-
0: scene. Like, but. in
1: fact, that's not necessary at all. I think that whole portion of the story, regardless of how you're telling it, is really irrelevant.
0: Well, it's just another bit of revenge, isn't it? Like, yeah, but
1: it's not necessary because that that person is the middle person. That person is the. It's kind of to broker. show
0: how this works. Like, there's a middleman, there's a thing, there's a deadline.
1: Right, but to make that person a character is completely unnecessary. And it it's is awful. a distraction. It is. Not, he's not a thug for this other guy. He's nothing. He's if,
0: nothing. If you think Nick Fury in the Avengers is like a cartoon, is Samuel L. Jackson playing a cartoon character? This is. Even yeah. more so, like this is like it's bizarre. It's like what the hell? Who is this person? This this, this person doesn't exist. It's just
1: it's another design flaw in yeah. the making of it, not feel like okay. I know that um, what are they called? Uh, not saw. Well, saw a little bit the original and hostile. They're way, they're they're way outrageous and everything. But there's something about them that feels like it's. Real, yeah, like terrifying a bit. There is a terrifying, gritty realness. It could be the way the film stock or the way the colors are or the whatever it is, but there's something about them. This has none of that. Whereas, if you added that to it, you know, undeglossed it a little bit, and then you'd feel like I don't know. And all of them have the same, you know, I think she's the only one that convinced me. That she is who she is in the movie.
0: Yeah, and I didn't write him down, but also, I'll take this also as something I hated in this movie, and it's Michael Imperioli hate. as um, his friend. He's from The S- Sopranos, and you probably last seen him when The Sopranos. You hated
1: him, or you hated the character? I
0: hated the character, and I hated his portrayal of it.
1: You felt it was just expositional.
0: Yeah, it's Me like, too. I'm the character who's here to... Yeah,
1: we can't do this any tie other this way. All together, like. This guy's been locked away for 20 years, he's not going to understand how to use a computer. So you know what you know my, one of my funniest parts
0: I almost laughed was Josh Rowling at the beginning. He's drunk. He knocks on his friend's door, his friend owns a bar. Knock 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 knock. Friend opens the shutter up, looks at him, goes, No, go away, you know. And then twenty years later, he opens the thing. Looks exactly the same.
1: No, he doesn't. He's got different hair, he's older, he's head-shake. Michael Imperioli. Oh, god I thought it you meant exactly him. He looks exactly the same. I thought you meant him. No, he looks different.
0: Michael right. Barelli looks like he—it w- was yesterday. Like it it, does. It, and I was like, Why You could have given him white hair, or made him have a, a shaved head, or just something." Had like, his
1: hair really shorter. Yeah, put some glasses on him. Or, some, yeah, some weird. Nothing. Bad. It was movie like, way "Hey, that it. was yesterday." It was
0: actually yesterday? <laughs> and I almost went. Really, it didn't go to the any lengths at all. Nothing. Like it's just that guy. Again. He had a
1: little stubble
0: it was, that grew over it was twenty ridiculous. years. <laughs> Um so no I did I liked him in the Sopranos. I thought he was in here. It he just felt wrong to me. It just I, I almost feel like he didn't need to have that friend.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a character that is a tool. He's been put there as a like oh my god, how are we going to get this guy to be able to get from this point over here where he's just him over to where there's the him and the her. We need uh, some sort of bridge. Oh yeah.
0: So yeah, it's um it's unfortunate because I really liked this story, but there's a lot of it's messy. This movie, I feel, if you hadn't seen the original and you watch this and you like this kind of, um, you know, kind of. Yeah, grimy, but that's on yeah. you
1: then. You need to just ditch that thinking.
0: Yeah, but I tried to, and actually think of this movie as okay. I just want to expect, but then there was things in this I didn't like. I didn't like also, and I didn't write a name down. Um, he he has like a. The bad guy has, mm-hmm. like, a Japanese... Um, Lady. Hit, hit woman or whatever she is. Yeah. Some, I, it was just style over substance. She's, she looks awesome. She's, like, in a sexy dress or whatever and she can beat people. But it, it just seemed... Yeah,
1: after Josh Berlin just kicks the ass of about 40 dudes, then yeah, she like can one dude bring can bring take him. Yeah, well, it, she can just bring him down. Well, I'm not doubting her prowess. I'm just saying it was a bit of a leap.
0: Yeah, there was, you know... That was all. It was window dressing. And I'm not being sexist or anything. But it literally was like, hey, get, she'll look really good in this She scene. looks intense. It just, yeah. So, um, moving on. Directed by Spike Lee. We all know Spike Lee. Do the Right Thing. 25th Hour. Inside Man. Malcolm X. Now, Spike Lee has like, I went back and looked at, I've seen a lot of his movies. But he does really different projects. He's kind of... You know, he does a very serious movie that, you know, will be well-respected, and you know, like Malcolm X. And then he'll do this, for instance, or Inside Man, where it's just like a...
1: Why do you think there are different levels of respectability? I don't know. You, I mean, just
0: because the person in the one movie is a real
1: historic figure doesn't make it any more legitimate. No, I don't.
0: I mean, I just mean the types of movies he makes is quite quite varied like he does like you know uh he did a demo, documentary about michael mike tyson because he loves mike tyson just recently um he chooses lots of different projects I, I guess like steven spielberg or somebody like that where you probably get bored with doing the same thing so you take on different um, I don't know about bored but he, but he definitely i can always see him in a movie though and that's my issue i don't think
1: with, you can in this one i think no
0: i think i feel like i could
1: where what exactly
0: just the way cuz you've is. defined
1: Spike Lee in the past by his rants and raves in the middles like the the character having to rant about something
0: cultural. yeah i mean there wasn't There's that in that. this movie because there was no room for that i
1: don't think if you showed this movie to people and didn't and they didn't know that they would go oh yeah that's a spike lee movie i think not at all in fact
0: but i know spike lee's widely respected and people love him some people think he's the greatest filmmaker ever ever uh, if you watch this movie and w- and he was told at the end. This was by Spike Lee. I don't think it would make you. You would probably think, "Wow, really? Like this is just mm. a uh, mediocre action kind of movie." It's just.
1: I don't know about that. I like, think people who love somebody love them, don't they? They'll find the good.
0: Yeah, they would find the good, but. Because there's nothing
1: bad about this movie. I think there
0: actually is some bad. I don't about think this
1: movie. there's anything bad. Like as a whole, it's just that my thing about the things that bug me. I don't like fight scenes anyway. So when you make a fight scene that is ridiculous, but it's punked inside of a movie that's supposed to be really dark.
0: I'm just very surprised at all those stereotype type characters. And it doesn't seem like something Spike Lee would do to me, but obviously he did. Like, it's just very.
1: But that doesn't make it bad. That's just things that you don't like.
0: Right. Well, I didn't say it was a bad movie. I said I like the story. I just don't like the way he, not the way he directed it even, because it's fine. Mm hmm. It's not mind-blowing or anything, though. And I was actually intent on seeing that fight sequence because I knew, oh, they're going to do that fight sequence. And I love that fight sequence. And I was... The fight sequence ended and I was kind of like, oh, they did the fight sequence. That's all I can say. They did that fight sequence. Like, I wasn't impressed or... In fact, I was not impressed. (laughs) I was like, wow, it looked like they were all play fighting and it wasn't actually But subtract
1: the first one. What would you have thought? if you can
0: I'd have thought just over a, the top a, a one shot fight sequence that looks like they play fighting because it really really does Like it's not intense there's you know there are levels of blood in this movie like just before that sequence somebody gets a hammer in their head and, yeah. and it's really vicious Like, and I thought wow they're really going hardcore and then that fight is just really rubber hammer man hitting people with hammers no blood or anything it's just people. there's a little blood but it's not like crazy no. like Kill Bill or something I, I'm even thinking if you did it like that like extreme amount of violence it would have been it played better I would have felt like oh my god in this fact is... when the
1: elevator opens there's more blood around there right. than there was so it saw... felt
0: didn't feel visceral like it just there was no like In the original... Plus the noises were like boing, bong, bong. Yes, they were. And in the original, it's the noises of, like, hammer in somebody's skull kind of noise. It's horrible. Like, you're going, ugh. You're
1: comparing again, but I get But I'm saying,
0: it it doesn't have any impact. There was no punch at the end of it. I was just like, okay, he got through all those dudes. It was kind of non...
1: It didn't look that hard, because they looked like a bunch of buffoons. Yeah, like, yeah. (laughs) Really, yeah.
0: So, um... Not that I could get through them, but... So moving on to extras. And there are a few. There's no commentary, um, unfortunately. But there's the making of Old Boy, which is like a 20-minute... That's very good. It does have a lot of on-the-set stuff, which I always appreciate. And I like seeing how things are made. And there's a bit of a table read between Brolin and Spike Lee, where they're just, you know... Overthinking things. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be sitting there going like, hey, dudes lighten up, lighten up, lighten up a little bit, or darken up. Like something needs to, like something needs to happen here because I'm not going to kiss your ass and tell you it sounds
0: great. And then there are some alternate and extended scenes, Talking Heads, which is exactly what that sounds like. Talking Heads. It's they people. know
1: what they're they know what they're advertising and
0: workout video, which is just some viral internet video that they just put. It shows him doing his workout routine while he's locked up. While it plays uh, audio from a workout video, which is in the movie. It's not really much in the way of extras, to be honest. But, um,
1: but it was enough. It was totally enough.
0: I, I would like to hear Spike Lee's... In fact, I feel like I might go and listen to some interviews, because like, there probably are some out there, of his relationship with the graphic novel, firstly, and secondly, the, the original movie. How, what he thinks and why... He wanted to make, you know, um, because he doesn't really explain any of that. And even in that making of, he just says, like, I don't think many people realize that this was actually a graphic novel originally. That's about as far as he goes. I would like to hear him talk about, oh, it was one of my favorite things. or I love that movie. I've heard Tarantino talk about Old Boy. Tarantino was a big proponent of it. Like, we Western audiences probably wouldn't have seen it that much. He talked about it a lot. You Speaking know?
1: of Tarantino. Did you hear the news about his movie he's making right now? Some dickhead got all yeah, the yeah. script and posted it everywhere today. No, so he's the posted
0: it a long time ago. It was about two months ago. Oh, they said today. No, it was about two months ago because I talked about it on here. Where it was the um, the Western one that he wrote. What's the name of it? Like the it's like it's like a, some kind of pun on the Magnificent Seven or something. It's like the Mad Six or the. But it was a couple of months ago, like, uh, it got leaked, and then he decided, I'm not going to so make that. Then why'd you
1: say, just today, Quentin Tarantino Who said announced, um, uh, on, um, whatever it's called, NPR Well, they definitely got it, news.
0: you were either listening to an old one, no! or, or they got it wrong, because it was a couple of months ago, because I followed the whole thing. The script leaked, you could get it off, online and read it. Gawker now he's making it into a stage show, yeah. Gawker or something? Gawker, which is, like, Kotaku and all them, it's there. um... But uh, yeah, he he decided he's not going to make that movie. Oh, that's not what they decided. Not... He is going to make it
1: and make it different.
0: Yeah, and and, and he's actually a couple of months ago, or a week, couple of weeks ago, he 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 did a one night only performance of it on the stage, <laughs> like for a select audience to come and see it played out.
1: Huh.
0: So, but he's doing something else now. So, yeah, it's a weird thing that isn't it when people the age of things leaking out and stuff yes
1: dickheads because dickhead.
0: he said he only gave it to six people two of them were publicists his publicists and one was an actor who he was wanting to be in it so he gave it you know right and but he didn't mention who all the six were but he was like they're all really trusted people and it was only them who could have got it. right so yeah it's just a time of like what do you do because you need people to look at it you have to give it your publicist Mm,
1: you can give, You could have the real version tucked in your pants and show everybody just slightly, you know, all different versions. Yeah. You'd still get it made. But that's a pain in the ass. And on the day, when they're doing the scene, and no, everybody's got the script notes for whatever you said it was going to be, and then you go up to your actors and you say, okay, guys. Okay. L- let's just try this. And you hand them a couple of printouts or whatever.
0: Actually, the thought just came to my mind. What if Tarantino would have done this remake of Old Boy? I think that would have been intense. Like, more intense than this is.
1: But also would have been cartoony, just like... Kill Bill.
0: Or or the
1: bastards. Yeah,
0: something... But more... Like, squirmy. Like, like you would literally have a visceral reaction to it.
1: Yeah, I I guess I don't think that that adds any value. It's more the vibe of the entire thing. In this
0: movie, that original one, to me, I had a visceral reaction to the whole thing like I felt dirty at the end of it like it was that's that it wasn't was just, because of
1: the gore though
0: it, some of it was that and they actually one of the you know yep the, yep the, it's really extreme in the first movie and it's <sighs> not so extreme in this movie it's just like an yep. off the cuff thing and there were things in that original movie that made me like oh wow this is really over the top like it's intense and it's not for jokey it's mm. very serious and gory and yeah But it lacks a lot of that in this one. So I would rather go back and watch the original again than watch this one again. That's my kind of take on it. Hmm. You know, a lot of the time, remakes are, to me...
1: Again, we don't know that he's remaking the movie.
0: No, I'm saying a lot of the time, remakes, on the topic of remakes, like making a movie that exists already, again, um, are unnecessary. A lot of the time. You mean when the thing was only
1: ever a movie and now you're remaking it?
0: Yeah like here's a prime example The Evil Dead that we watched last year the remake of The Evil Dead it literally was a remake of The Evil Dead it was really fun to watch because you're familiar with the subject matter and it's kind of oh and they did change it up quite a bit actually Mm -hmm. and that's where that one worked because they changed it up enough to where you don't come out of it going oh wow that was just the same thing and what a a lot of pointless um but that Evil Dead remake, I can take it or leave it as well. Because like, the original's such a... But you a...
1: can with any remake. doesn't matter how that's good that, it is. And that's my
0: point. With remakes, for me, I'm a bit of a take it or leave it. I've never had one. Actually, I've had one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say. Where
0: it actually improved. The original like, almost doesn't exist to me now on this one. Because it is better than it, in my opinion. Like, it's better. What are your recommendations? There's a couple, actually. But it doesn't generally happen. And it didn't happen in this Unfortunately
1: mm. They are two different movies Which should just be Two different movies
0: Yeah but we've said that And I said at the, Right at the beginning of Don't dismiss it That's the way it should I be But I said <laughs> right at the beginning Of this review It would be hard not to draw Comparisons to the movie The, the other movie that exists Called Old Boy That is exactly mm. the same story funny
1: thing is I don't compare you to my First husband all the time That's a good right. thing right I'm not a movie
0: though <laughs> So Very true <laughs> So um, In conclusion This is what I would say. If you haven't seen the original and you are not opposed to watching a foreign language movie with subtitles, I would see the original.
1: I wouldn't. I would see this one first and then see that one. No,
0: I think this would ruin that one. I would see the better one first. In my opinion, the better one is the original. But not a lot of people like But a lot of people are opposed to watching foreign language movies for whatever reason. Then watch this one because the story is a good story and I think it's a good story to tell I just feel that that's the reason this one is made it's for the American audience who will not watch that original one because they will never come across it or they will never you know yeah. challenge themselves to watch it that's what this is for and in that respect it it works I guess but also, for me somebody
1: could be watching that story and go oh really That again. Like, that's a lazy way to make a bad guy. Which is kind of true. But it's a horrible thing. Yeah. And a weird, twisty way to get to it all.
0: But it's a good story. It's just... I feel the other one is a superior telling of that story. But it's for a specific person. A Korean film that's nearly three hours long with subtitles is not for everybody. (laughs) It is on Netflix, by the way, the Mm -hmm. original, if you want to see it. I've got Um, it on
1: my queue.
0: So... That's all boy. Um, unfortunately for me, it's not the you know, I did enjoy parts, but it was there was a lot of parts that I didn't like as much. So And for you?
1: I like exploring the idea of I would like a movie just about a place that locks people up, not a prison. Just a place where people can be locked up either by the, their own self, by their own choice, or by someone else in a mysterious way for many many years and the story about that place intrigues the shit out of me. So that always interests me. The idea of someone getting locked up because I feel like it was you, know, you could in the time that he took to tell that portion, you could have done so much more than just have his hair grow and have him fall in love with the mouse or whatever he did, you know, like fall in love with the idea of caring for the mouse. It was just a blah, but the idea of you getting shoved in this place where it's actually A business, a place that locks people up. That's interesting to me. And I I don't, I didn't mind it. It's just those weird, the fight thing, and then...
0: It just wasn't executed as well as it could have been. I like
1: things to be really dark. When it's dark, I want it to be dark or super cartoony. Like, one or the other.
0: Yeah, so there is, is is your super cartoony and dark. Kill Bill on your super cartoony, like, it's a comic book come to life, a revenge tale. And um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where it's a super dark, you feel or seven. all seven. Anything by Fincher that's nasty.
1: <laughs> Fincher, making old boy, yeah. would have been a whole different so thing. So like a Fincher movie where
0: you actually feel filthy watching it. Like, like it feels the filthy.
1: world is a bad, 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 bad place. So there are your two extremes,
0: and I love Kill Bill, and I love Seven.
1: So we've come back to one of my points that I've made about other movies. He didn't commit. To one thing, with I think
0: that's it, yeah. Or he went for his own style, like I'm going to be a bit kind of cheeky and stylistically cool. Why you know, and I'm sure so to some people it look it's cool, like, but to me, it's not that cool, it's and kind uh, of
1: old school acting, old school performance, that kind yeah.
0: of stuff. So, um, that is all, boy. Thanks to Sony for the Blu ray. Next week's Blu ray review will be Veronica Mars. And now, what's interesting about this is we as a couple.
1: In fact, until a couple, we have a shared brain.
0: Until a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even know what Veronica Mars was. That's uh, that's how Veronica Mars I am, up on Veronica Mars. So we're going to watch the Veronica Mars movie with no previous knowledge of the TV show. In fact, all I know of the TV show is what you told me because I said I don't know nothing about Veronica Mars, and you said one thing: (laughs) she's like a detective. um, That's it. High in a high school or whatever. Um, Obviously not anymore, but. so we're going to watch it like differently to most people because most people I assume who watch Veronica Mars movie I are excited to see him back on the screen after 10 years and we don't know anything exactly about It's like
1: watching it. the X-Files movie for you. Yeah, it is. Or
0: someone who's never if, seen the X-Files watching the X-Files movie. Because if you sit in... A, so imagine
1: that, a person who's never watched any X-Files watching the X-Files movie.
0: Yeah, it's, I can imagine it.
1: Yeah, but it would be meaningless almost. Because all of the stuff you bring with you with Mulder and Scully and what, isn't there. And what the I'm minds.
0: hoping from, because it, it does say, I got the press release for this movie and it did say, you don't need any previous knowledge of Veronica Mars, but that obviously would. Of course. But it's a standalone tale that doesn't require knowledge. Like, so. We'll see. We'll see whether it works in that way. Cause it we might inspire you to
1: go back and watch it all.
0: Exactly. And we are exactly a blank slate to kind of feed it to. So we'll see how uh, Veronica Mars goes next week. So, uh, movie recommendations for this week. I have gone with my best remake and my worst remake. So, my best remake... uh, I actually have two. One is The Hills of Eyes. The remake that came, you know, from the early 2000s. Um, Now, the original Hills of Eyes, the Wes Craven one, is When I watched it back in the day, like, I was literally a kid at school... And uh it freaked the shit out of me that there was these like <laughs> well no kidding hillbilly cannibals. And it
1: doesn't freak you out anymore?
0: <laughs> no, because I have seen it again in the few, in and its I very... mean as a
1: as a person that the concept No, the freak concept
0: freaks me in. out, but the way that is executed is very of its day and actually really very cheesy and not scary really. Um it's not scary. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still kind of scary. Hills of Eyes not as much cuz it gets a bit cartoonish mm-hmm. when you watch it. It's a bit like a Scooby-Doo adventure or something like that, but with cannibals. But this remake of the... Never
1: you know, a cannibal in Scooby-Doo.
0: The remake of the Hills of Ice is what I really wanted from a Hills of Ice movie. And it was really well done. And it was actually terrifying.
1: Unapologetic.
0: Yeah, gory. Relentless. Te- yeah. And um, you
1: go, what? Oh, God. Yeah, and, that.
0: and there's another movie that I like.
1: That doesn't make it high quality. It just means that...
0: It's pretty high quality as far as a horror movie goes, I think. You know, like, um, it doesn't have any stars in it or anything. Uh, it's like a lot of unknown kind of... Define uh, high quality. It's well made. Like, it's not like... I've seen a lot of cheap horror movies, mm. and it's not that type of horror movie. It's actually a big... Like the Evil Dead remake. Like a big budget kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, horror movie. As You've seen... There's a lot of horror movies that are just cheap
1: see I think Exorcist is a high quality and this one isn't that high quality but
0: they're, uh, they, they're a different type of film to me like they're a different it's a different type of thing um, but as far as like a horror movie goes like you know people with people chainsaws and blood and you know grossness it's really well made um, and my other one that I really like for a um, the bad
1: no remake. for a good one is
0: because oh. uh, I had two the other one is uh, Zack Schneider's Dawn of the Dead oh yeah now I think it's the original Dawn of the Dead don't get me wrong I think I still think it's really good but it is kind of silly I mean it it even has a custard pie fight in it it gets silly it's this one was like taking the silliness away and just going for the like gory zombie and the fast moving zombies too um I really like it as a remake
1: you're talking about the one in the beginning where the girl's driving down the road yeah
0: Where she gets out yeah. of the house, and um, it's really—it's a really good remake. I, it's not, not often a remake impresses me, but those two stick out in my mind. And for the worst remake, because that was my second recommendation, it's uh, Gus Van Sant's Psycho. Talking of horror movies, is—I watched it. Like the original Psycho is definitely a classic. It is also of its time, and not actually that scary anymore. When you watch it now, it doesn't really creep me anymore. It's a bit. Uh, we've seen so much more creepiness, you know.
1: I think someone stabbing you to death in the shower is is very scary. Yeah, but
0: it's very brief, and it's very.
1: Yeah, but you have to get in the mind the mind of that thing. You happening. do. It's but terrible
0: to me. Like it's.
1: But you're saying keeping your dead mother in the cellar is not a big deal. No, the the
0: suspense in the movie works just fine. But the horror element of it to me... I've seen so much more horror like since. It, it's not quite as effective. So what they tried to do with this Psycho remake is... Uh, well, it was weird. They did a shot-for-shot remake. That's what Van Sant calls it. It's shot-for-shot. It's literally like you can take the original movie as still images and put it next to this one. And aside from the actors the cameras in exactly the same place it looks identical to it aside from the new ones in color the old ones in black and white he changed the dialogue obviously like to make it more modern and it's really hokey modern it's like um mm-hmm. we're trying to be cool kind of modern um and it's just a bad movie it's bad there's really awesome actors in it but it's bad and it's not just bad because it's like a remake of psycho and i it's like to me uh, don't make a remake of Psycho. It's so good you shouldn't. Like The Exorcist. Don't make a remake of The Exorcist. Because it's it would be impossible to touch it. It's not because of that. It's just because... I don't know what was going on in the guy's mind. It was like... Why even do it? Like, to He's make, a
1: little up his own ass, let's be honest. That's how
0: it feels. Like yeah. It feels like... We're trying to do this cool version of Psycho, but... We respect Hitchcock so much. We're using every single thing that he did. Even his...
1: We respect him so much, we're going to try to make a movie that people will see instead of his. Yeah. <laughs> or, go see his and then... come. It's yeah. a really
0: terrible remake. There are some movies that should never be remade, in my opinion, and they, mine are E.T. Don't ever remake E.T. Don't ever remake Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars. I mean, don't... Exorcist. Exorcist and... Uh, Wizard of Oz. The Goonies. Ones that... People are like Goonies.
1: You just threw that one in there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's in the. News I'm not disagreeing with you.
0: <laughs> don't remake Goonies. Ghost- awesome. Don't remake Ghostbusters because it wouldn't be the same. It just you'd be trying to be really cool. You know what you
1: can remake for me, and this is going to shock people: Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> mm, but... <laughs> Give me twenty years and then do it again. I was going to say why. don't
0: remake King Kong, but they keep remaking King Kong. And, and yeah, but which
1: one are you talking about? You don't. You're not talking about the 30, 1933 version. Yeah. Or, you want that one to be the only one.
0: No, I'm saying that... The that...
1: 76 is the best one, in my no, opinion.
0: I actually like the 33 one. The best. <laughs> no, I really do. It's like I watched it a lot when I was a kid. It was on TV a lot. And it was just... It just it's just... It's like you see Star Wars, the original. For me, like A New Hope's always the best one because I saw it first and it's ingrained in me. That 70s version of King Kong, I saw it once or twice. It didn't. It's the best one. Didn't impress me as much. It's the best one Peter Jackson's, yeah.
1: Now making a King Kong again, though. Let's be honest.
0: Oh, it'll, it'll get it'll happen.
1: Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that because the potential. Because the story changes each time a little bit. The the point the, the tool of of using this creature, in a commercial way, and then showing our humans disregard for the planet and, and for things and the actual the, point
0: of man can't tame a beast like you can't actually tame a beast because the yeah, beast is within I guess them. I don't
1: think about that part I just think about yeah but that, that. is
0: the, the point right the, the, the beast is still in the wild animal Siegfried and Roy they think they can tame that, those tigers To tiger bites his head you can't tame those um I guess beasts. I wouldn't...
1: Comp- I'm talking about the actual story. Well, of the, you know,
0: the, the man can't tame the beast. Right.
1: I mean, that's just a symbolic thing in the story. But I'm talking I mean, about that's... the story itself. To me, that's not what it is. To the me, it's about showing that nature is... We shouldn't fuck with
0: it. That's what it is. Right. We can't don't mess with it like don't don't get don't bring King Kong off the island and make him or perform or whatever kind of caused
1: people. King Kong to exist if it was something that we've caused or not
0: or don't you know don't bring the animals and put them in the zoo so we can look at them because it's given not, the they, chance they will eat you like not
1: only that but it's not their job to do no that's this, what I'm saying yeah. because
0: they, they belong where they are and like mess with them something bad will happen like eventually it will like and you know. that
1: greed is bad
0: true So uh, that's mine for this week, and your recommendations are?
1: Mine are Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I know you call it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We here in America call it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I don't know why. I have no idea why, but it came to my mind while I was watching this. Because Tim
0: Burton did a horrible remake?
1: No, no, but there you go. There's another remake for you. you... Horrible.
0: (laughs) I want to forget that remake, but I can't forget it.
1: There were moments when I wasn't really a fan of it, but then again, you know.
0: Oh, it was. Oh. <laughs> if you said to me, "No, let's," and I love sitting down and watching a movie, should we sit down and watch Tim Burton's? <laughs> I actually wouldn't. I don't want to. Like, I I'll just watch the original. Why would
1: I want to watch it again?
0: I'm just saying, it's like but I, if I'll I said if watch.
1: I said Charlie and Chocolate Factory
0: original. Absolutely, sit and watch that like 50 <laughs> times. I mean, it's like Wizard of Oz to me. Aye. Like you. I can just sit and watch it, like. It, when I was a kid, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came on, it had everything. Like, I'm a kid. Of course, I want to see a chocolate factory. Like, I want to see how chocolate's made, and look how cool it is, and look how menacing it is, and look at these kids getting Come <laughs> like up with <laughs>
1: I was like, like, how amazing it is. You know, I mean, look
0: at these shitty kids. You, you can't. You hate them, don't you? I mean, like, the well, It's spoiled. A lesson. They're supposed to be teaching you a lesson. They, they are, but I mean, but you
1: shouldn't be all this
0: But Charlie's so sweet, and look at these kids. They're all spoiled, and they're a mess. And they all die horrible deaths.
1: I didn't see Charlie. I didn't see it till I was a grown up. So
0: it's really, really kind of hideous and like horrific, right? Yeah. <laughs> but dressed in like a nice, pretty musical, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's—I I don't know the way I thought of it. Um, and the other one is a show I've been watching called Gardener's World. It's BBC. <laughs> it's a British gardening show, and I'm sure that's not really for everyone. How long has it been running? Uh, Since the year after I was born I haven't been watching If I could go back and watch them all (laughs) I would But um, I kind of get into watching gardening videos I told you earlier that I'm not into pornography At all I think it's just bullshit Like sex is sex and you do your thing And it's awesome and all that But to sit and watch two people fucking is like I'm sorry but it's like If you don't have a brain in your head To get that going in you I don't know why you'd sit and watch people do it I just don't
0: I just don't. What's I got do with we gardening?
1: Well, when I sit and watch a gardening, people gardening like digging in the dirt and planting their flowers or someone drawing or painting like up close. I think I might that might be my pornography. Because I am like, not sexually turned on, but so inspired to do that thing. I'm, like, on the edge, like, oh, I've got to, oh, look at that. Look how soft that dirt is. Look at him pulling those rocks out of there. Oh, look how nice those roots are. I'm totally there. So, so you look at
0: gardening, like, Pono, you're like, oh, look at those. Radishes. No, it's not Ugh. sexual. That's
1: what I'm saying. Section B not be something that you have to watch two people doing in order to do it. Gardening and art are, like, I can do it. And there they are. And it just look how luscious it is. And, like, it just makes me want to go do that thing. So I get it.
0: I like these hand movements. <laughs> You're, like, milking or something.
1: No, I'm planting. This is a oh. There's a plant in my hand. And I'm putting it in the dirt. Oh. You've turned a pot over. And so that's what I'm doing with my hand. Like, I'm putting a, a plant here. And then you put it in the dirt. And you feel the dirt. And you smell the dirt. And it's all very, like, inspiring to do that thing. So I kind of get the pornography. But to me, I mean, why would you need anyone to inspire you to so watch it? So Gardeners that? World
0: nothing to do with these <laughs> it's no it's not a remake or a <laughs> no. or a it's movie. It's just
1: yeah. that I've been watching it and it is I would inspire I would want ex, I would advocate anyone watching a show or a thing or find YouTube videos about the thing you're interested in, minus
0: the pornography.
1: Um because it's so very satisfying.
0: So games and A. Scully stuff this week. Uh, yesterday I got the 360 version of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because the movie's just come out, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So there's, uh, you know, the obligatory video game that comes along with every movie. Um, it's pretty much the same as The Amazing Spider-Man 1. It's made by the same people. The Amazing Spider-Man 1. No, The Amazing Spider-Man Two One. It's uh, pretty much the same game. Even down to like Stan Lee is in it. Bruce Campbell's not in it this time which kind of was a bummer for me like cuz he's always in the Spider-Man games but this time he's not. Oh yeah. Uh it's a 360 game so it kind of looks a little bit dated now like graphically. Um it's an open world game, you're in the city and you swing around and you rescue people. Do you know what? It felt like a uh you know when you like uh we need to make a Spider-Man game for a movie. It felt like that.
1: Was that fun at all?
0: Uh, hardly there's a very little, small amount of fun to be had but not a $60 kind of fun so uh, yeah that's The Amazing Spider-Man 2 I don't bother if it's like a dollar on Steam <laughs> get, it, get it there that's so it's, it's just one of those movie games that's just
1: so why were you torturing our nephew into watching he likes play? it oh. Really
0: like he really likes the Spider-Man games they're one of his favourite games
1: and you're totally ditching it Ditch, dissing it
0: no he likes it that's why he was excited to play it he asked me the other day um was the new Spider-Man game um and he likes them but I think he just likes the idea of swinging around the city and the web but as far as the story and all that goes it's very generic you know it's you can tell they're just making they need to have a Spider-Man game that's what they're doing it's not like The Last of Us or Uncharted where you can tell that they want to make a really cool game with a good story
1: or Batman Game. Even the
0: Batman games are actually over and above what a licensed game movie game is. Um, the other thing uh, I wanted to mention is Hearthstone, that card game that I play a lot of. They announced at BlizzCon, which is uh, Blizzard's annual convention, that they're adding a single player component to Hearthstone, which is like a story mode that you can play through on your own, and you're playing against AI opponents and when you complete the story, you're given some new cards that are not available to anybody I else. How you play story
1: with card game?
0: Because the, the story is... Well, we don't know because they've not done it yet. But I'm assuming that all the characters in Hearthstone, every card, is a character from World of Warcraft. So there's law behind that. All the characters mean something. They're not just an ogre. And a, they but all I mean, mean,
1: how do you play through Do you become, get in a 3D world and you play it?
0: No, you're just playing Hearthstone, but there'll right. be a story involved. So the story might be as simple as uh, you turn up at a tavern and then you play a game of Hearthstone against somebody who's telling you a story about his battles in World of right. Warcraft. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go down, but it's going to be this single-player version that's, you know, you'll load from the main menu. And when you finish it, You'll get new cards. So, they're adding actually a bunch of new cards. I think they said 40 new cards, which might sound, oh, they're adding some new cards. Well, it'll actually change the actual main game so much if there's brand new cards with new things that they can do. And you earn the cards through playing this single player adventure. So, it's a new thing that they're trying with it, and I think it sounds really cool. Um, Hearthstone's free to play, but this single player adventure will not be free to play. You will buy the access to play in it with the in gold in game gold that you've earned from the multiplayer.
1: So you don't have to pay any money.
0: You can pay money. It's they they're saying you can pay $20 just to play it immediately or you can use the gold you have earned from winning games in multiplayer to buy entry into the single player. So whichever way you do it, me, I would probably pay the $20 cuz I play Hearthstone every day as you know. Every um, single day. Yeah, and I've not I've paid them about Well, how much did I say I paid them? $5 in total, like, for the whole... For many
1: hours of pleasure. And there's
0: never a day where I don't want to play it. It's one of those games. It's easy to launch. It's one of those games
1: that right now, as you talk about it, you're just itching to get the game going. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and and you know what? It loads really quick. It's very easy to get into a game and play a game. Seven or eight minutes, you're done. Then you can go off and do whatever else you was doing. Um, And the other thing is, every day they add, like, a challenge. And that challenge can earn you gold. If you do the challenge, like today's challenge was win three games. So I won my three games, they gave me some gold. And then it says come back tomorrow for another challenge. So there's always an incentive to come back every day.
1: I think that's called, let me think, carrot on a stick?
0: Kind of. (laughs) But because the game's so enjoyable to play, it doesn't feel like a grind or anything. So that's Hearthstone and it's going to get this single player in the fall. So I'll talk about that then. Uh, I haven't been playing any other games this week, but I have started watching a new TV show on Netflix, and that is Orange is the New Black, which came out on July the 11th of last year um, on Netflix. It's a Netflix-exclusive show, so you can only see it there. There's no other way. Um, Along with House of Cards, which is their other big show. Um, It's a show about a woman's prison. Let's
1: not forget Lilyhammer was their first venture. Yeah, Lilyhammer
0: is is also... There's two seasons of Lilyhammer. Yeah, that was their first one. Um, but this one's about a women's, pri- women's prison. It's kind of a comedy, drama. Um, and the new season of it, season two, actually comes out in June. So I've picked a, exactly the right time to watch it, it seems. Because I'm really into it. I'm like seven episodes in. There's only 12, I think. Uh, so I'll be done with it this week. I've really enjoyed it. Are you
1: going to make it. us hit our bandwidth cap? What? Are you going to make us hit our bandwidth cap?
0: <laughs> Not really for 12 episodes. But it's... um it's a really really cool show it's very funny I like everybody in it Jason Biggs is in it from American Pie which I've not seen actually not really seen him since American Pie so he plays a fiance and she goes into prison but they had the opening episodes like she did something 15 years ago and she decided I can't live with this thing that I did I am going to turn myself into the authorities and then she goes to prison and uh, hilarity ensues it's not all hilarity it's uh, there's a lot of really touching kind of stuff in there about, you know, relationships Why people and people. Are in prison? Yeah, and some people are there because they should be, and some people are there. Gray Circumstantially areas. Circumstantially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's really it's really an interesting show. Um, it's on Netflix. The other show I've been watching this week is uh, Derek has restarted, which is Ricky Gervais's, uh show. It's on Channel Four in the UK. Um, the new season has started and that will be on netflix it's a netflix exclusive in the u.s but that'll be in a couple of months but it's on in britain at the moment um you watched the first season of derek with me correct what do you like it
1: i do i think that kevin guy ruins the show completely for me every time he comes on and talks i'm just like
0: i like him i mean i like the guy I don't really like the character, but that's the no, idea he, of that he character. Mil-
1: he just... He focuses on too... It just ruins it for me. It's like the, the worst thing you can put in there to me. To make all the other night the genuine... I mean, you can have a bad guy who's a dickhead, but don't make him such a beloved person to the people who are actually decent human beings. I I get it. Derek is forgiving and he accepts people for where they are, but that guy, when he's on there, it's too long, too much. And, and Derek, Derek is... Um,
0: if we we didn't explain it at all, it's... Uh, He's
1: challenged.
0: It's a British show.
1: I guess I'd
0: say. Ricky Gervais plays Derek and he's, yeah, um, I was going to say.
1: He's uh, mentally challenged, like, but he's not. He just had. I don't But right. he's in
0: an old person's home. Right.
1: Because um, he can't totally live out on his own. He can't care for himself 100%. So he but he's actually in fine. Yeah,
0: old person's home. And um, the story's about the old, per- it's really about the old person's home and, and how it's run. The people who work there and Derek happens to be Is is he a worker or does he just live there? No, he lives there and he just
1: helps out, I think.
0: And, you know, he is...
1: And it's all about taking people for who they are and overlooking or accepting or trying to help people with the bad things like drinking or being a dickhead or whatever. And he doesn't see that. He just wants to see the best in everybody. Like everybody, including the horrible people.
0: Right. Um, But it's I like Ricky Gervais' stuff. Sometimes... He's like super sentimental, like hitting you over the head with sentiment. Yep. But um, I do feel he's got, it's got a really nice message to the show. And it was criticized in the first season of like, oh my God, and Ricky Gervais is making fun of... Uh, like, because the public, the um, press only watched like 15 minutes of one episode and then say, oh yes, Ricky Gervais is making fun of handicapped people. And that was all I heard about it.
1: They called him handicapped?
0: Yeah, handicapped people. That
1: doesn't seem appropriate.
0: Um and then, not. <laughs> and it, it's actually not that. On, on the surface, if you're looking at it and you watch it for like five minutes, you might think, oh, maybe it is that, but it is absolutely not that. It's the
1: well, same as Lily Allen's thing. People are stupid. They don't get what's going on when you make a piece of art. No. <laughs> like,
0: people are stupid. They I mean, people can't be people in the stupid. artist's head, I guess, but then...
1: Yeah, but you get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to be in the artist's head to get the... What's just like a tiny bit below the surface. You have to just learn to examine things with a rational... What's the what's the thing? Um, critical thinking. A little bit of critical thinking goes a long way. And it's way. quite
0: obvious when you look at things. If you go and look at Derek and read some of those horrible reviews that came out when it first came out. Just go back. Even the Daily Telegraph in the UK said that exact thing. Like, um, yeah, he's just making fun and taking advantage and blah, blah, blah. Exploiting. Yeah, and if they'd have watched... It's so far from that. It's 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 the entire opposite of that. But they just look at it on this shallow, like, oh, what what have I got to do? Watch this Ricky Gervais show. Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, he's just making fun, isn't he? Yeah, let me write that out. And that's it. Everybody, I'm not sure if that's how it goes. I'm saying out, that's but... just how a shallow journalist yeah. goes. Like, he just goes, oh, yeah, he's just up to his own tricks. When he's in stand-up, he makes fun of everything as well, uh, the handicapped people and all that. So... That's what he's doing here, obviously. He's making fun of Cal Pilkington in that idiot abroad. He's calling him an idiot in the title. You know? Um, There's a bit more to it than that. Mm -hmm. You just have to look under the surface. So, um, what else have I got up on there this week? Uh, E.T. in the desert. (laughs) So, uh, today... What are you talking about? Yeah. um, There's an urban myth, or a weird...
1: It's not an urban myth. What is it? Well, an urban myth doesn't, isn't real. So it's not an urban right, myth. Right,
0: so it used to be an urban myth. Like, everybody saw it as that. There was this... In the 70s...
1: Everybody who doesn't dig below the
0: surface. In the 70s, <laughs> there was a game called E.T. And it was based on a popular movie of the time by Steven Spielberg called E.T.
1: Made by Atari.
0: That you all know about. And there was a game made for the Atari um, VCS called E.T., and it was a terrible game I've played the game it was a it was the days when graphics were just blobs on the screen and you could barely tell it was E.T. and the game itself was very poor and you wouldn't want to play it for more than a minute in fact now you wouldn't want to play it for more than 15 seconds you'd be like what? and turn it off but that game was Atari hedged their bets on it they, they decided there's this massive movie coming out called E.T. we're making the video game we've got the exclusive rights so we People are going to want this video game. The Atari is a huge hit. So they made a lot of this video game. And in the back in the day, it wasn't just CDs that they pressed. It was cartridges with silicon chips inside. So they made a lot of them. And then it turned out they didn't sell. Because people realized it was a shitty game and nobody wanted it. So the story was Atari went to the Nevada desert dug a big hole and dropped all the inventory of ET in the hole and filled it in with concrete they said now up until this day it's always been a oh did that really happen or is that just bullshit like so today today they went to the where it was supposedly supposed to be and started digging and found some ET cartridges in the hole now it's a developing story because they're doing it now it's
1: not just a hole it was a landfill a
0: landfill yeah. yeah
1: Where other things were also dumped.
0: Right now, they found some ET cartridges. In fact, they found like shipping boxes with five cartridge, like like as they would get them in the store. Um, Not in pristine condition. No, really ripped <laughs> up. I mean, the cartridges look really good. I've I've seen a couple of pictures earlier of the actual plastic cartridge because it was inside a box. The box was all torn to pieces, but the cartridges have survived quite well. But the big story to me is how many of them are there. Like, because all I've seen and I've just, I have just—I was reading the latest news just before we came on here, was um, they found five or six. Now, that's not that impressive, really. Yes, that, that proves that some were thrown in the desert. But it doesn't prove that they were thrown in the desert by Atari, does it? Mm-mm. Because that story's been a story for 40 years, and there would be fans of E.T. who'd probably go and bury some out in the desert themselves just for the fun of it. What do you mean? Like, I'm the fan of Atari and ET, and uh, there's been this urban myth that Atari dumped all this shit in the desert. So, we're the ET fan club. We're gonna get together a lot of ET cartridges and go and bury them in the desert, maybe 20 years ago, just because maybe one day people will start it digging. Just happens
1: in the exact same spot that they said they were dumped the last time.
0: Right. Go and go because it right. was go and put them there. I mean, just... it's
1: private property. Right,
0: but, you know, people do all kinds of shit. People sneak into Area 51 and all that kind of thing, don't they? So, it could just be that. Do they? (laughs) Well, they're never never seen again. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. People sneak into all kinds of shit, don't they, and take photos or do things. What I'm saying is, it doesn't prove. Mm -hmm. Unless they... If they find a big hole and they open it and there's a million of them in there, then... But I'd like to see, like, more than eight. (laughs) Like, because... there's no story in the they threw eight cartridges in a, in a hole.
1: Let me just speak for everyone that isn't you and your community. It isn't a big story anyway.
0: Well, you it's guys video game a, history. I know what I'm
1: saying. Well, it's, is it?
0: Yeah. Because it's been talked about for so long. And I right. always thought it was a joke, personally. I, I didn't think it was real. I always thought, like, eh, it's just one of those things that people say. Like, somebody, you know, Chinese whispers. I still don't know to this day, is there any truth in it? Because they've dug a few up, but like I like say, like somebody said on Twitter, those could have been put there last week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, who knows? But um, I like these th- the kind of things, it's kind of fun, and it's uh, especially a history of video games, maybe, maybe they will find a million of them, that will be a big story to me. So, Sid Talk, what is for dinner?
1: Today we're going to have some pan-fried, cooked sprouted tofu which is it just means it was made from sprouted soybeans instead oh, of just regular soybeans I was going to
0: say is that tofu with things sticking out of it
1: I knew you would ask that but that's why I was explaining it Uh that and some mung bean fettuccine which is mung beans that are made into the shape of fettuccine you cook it like pasta
0: mung bean it doesn't sound supper. appetizing, does it? Mung it bean. is
1: when you've watched enough videos about people who love eating mung beans. So to me, I'm, I'm
0: subtracting. The name doesn't you. do it any justice, I guess.
1: Well, mung bean fettuccine. That sounds good. Um, and some more vegetable soup, just like yesterday, because that was really good with some extra vegetables in it. And then to top off our veggie veggie supper will be butter cake with custard. Butter cake? Well, it's cake, like pound cake. But I'm going to make some custard, like you like, and I got some strawberries to put on there. So we're going to have all veggies
0: and then some cake.
1: Yeah, beans and veggie.
0: <laughs> so your advice for this week before we sign off?
1: Um, I hear a lot of people like I I think that my ego, I mean, I can comfortably say I have a big butt and you can you, you could be a stranger or you could be someone at work or you could be my friend or you could be my husband and you might want to defend me and or my mother and say like, "Oh, no, no, your butt's not that big." Like, right? Because you feel like you don't want me to think of myself in what you think is a bad way. Like, you immediately would come to my defense. If I said, oh my god, I am so ugly. You'd be like, you're not ugly. Or you might say, you're not any uglier than you were yesterday. I would be <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Well, trying to point out to me that I am not, obviously. But you want to jump to my defense, even though I'm the one saying it. So my advice is, don't speak about yourself in a way that you would not allow or expect anyone to talk about your best friend. If someone walked up to your best friend and said, oh my god, you look really fat and ugly today. Like, what, how would you react? You'd be like, you'd be pissed off. You'd be like, don't talk to my friend that way. So why is it okay for you to say it to yourself? Why is it okay for, and when I say I have a big butt, I'm not saying it like, oh, poor me, I have a big butt. And it doesn't hurt my feelings, no matter what, because reality is what it is. But a lot of people say things about themselves constantly. Oh, I guess I'm pretty stupid. Oh, I guess I'm wrong again. Oh, I've got the worst luck in the world. And they're saying it like to keep themselves like down or something. Well, if someone came up and said that to your best friend or to your child, right to their face, how would you react? Would you just be like, oh, it's okay to make my best friend feel really bad about herself? So if, you, if you're about to say or think something about yourself that's really horrible... Or say it out loud to someone in order for you to, like, um, circumvent an- another insult. Like, well, I had this idea, it's probably really stupid, and I'm probably wrong, but... And then you say it. Well, if someone came up to your kid and said, well, you're really stupid, and that idea is just totally wrong. Right. You would feel like you want to smack him. So why is it okay to say it about yourself in an actual negative way? You know, if you're joking or you're saying, like, oh my god, my face looks like... Job of the hut today. Now I'm not saying that because I feel like job of the hut. Job of the hut,
0: I like (laughs) him. See, (laughs) you
1: you want to undo whatever negativity's going on there, right? It's just like a a, if you love someone, you don't want a negative thing thrown at them. So why is it it's okay for us to throw the negative, truly hateful things back at ourselves? So just think of it that way. If you say like, "Oh, I'm so stupid," or "I'm so dumb." Well, just imagine those words flying towards your husband or your wife that you care very much about or your mother or your grandmother by some stranger and how would you feel about that, so...
0: So don't call yourself names.
1: No, not that. I mean, don't... Just think about, you know... Is it okay for you to put yourself down constantly either in front of people or to yourself? And why do you do it? Like, you're fine the way you are, so...
0: Stop it. <laughs> That's All right. my advice. So stop let, it. Just stop it. Let me remind you about our website, sayscully.com, sits You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Xbox, what's it called? Xbox Music.
1: Oh, I forgot. I brought the mung beans with me.
0: True.
1: <laughs> the mung bean fettuccine. I think it looks, excuse me,
0: really They can't good. see it. This is just audio. Yeah, it's
1: a bag. It says gluten-free. And it's uh, black. It's kind of cool looking with the green mung beans on it. You can see in this little window here the mung beans.
0: They can. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's called Xbox Music on Windows 8. That isn't is it?
1: not called Xbox Music. It's that not, is called Mung Bean fiduciary. It's not
0: called the Zune Marketplace, is what I'm getting at. It's oh. now called Xbox Music. <laughs> so you can catch. Well,
1: you can't. There's no podcast. You can't because they've
0: not added podcasting. Never
1: mind Microsoft then.
0: Yeah. You <laughs> Screw can't. them! If you're a Microsoft person, you.
1: Well, if you still use the Zune software, it's in there.
0: Yeah. And I, I do it's funny that they haven't discontinued it yet because every time I launch it I always think this doesn't belong anywhere anymore at all like for them for it belongs on your
1: Zoom it I bel- have a Zoom yeah
0: but the Xbox music the thing one. actually works with the Zoom what if I'm the only one I think you probably one of them <laughs> there's not many well there's only one one <laughs> so um, you can also catch this podcast on Stitcher and listen to it on your computer or whatever you want. You can email feedback to me at school at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid she doesn't want to know. Unless and you have
1: advice about gardening.
0: And finally, stay classy. Ooh, this is a difficult one. Shalto Copley. Oh no, it's probably actually stay classy Elizabeth Olsen. She is the best thing about this movie.
1: Correct. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, I can assure you someone's doing it for you.